Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Craft Beer friends, and welcome to Season 8, Episode 9 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, and also known as Drinking Eagle from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? Well, Denny, it's kind of cool because our recording days are on Monday now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Monday is now one of my permanent days off, so... okay. Basically, I, I can just, I'm off Monday, Sundays and Mondays now, which is kind of nice because I was able to go out and get, like I texted you that picture earlier, go out and get the beers that we were going to be talking about today. And mm-hmm. I did some, uh, some light yard work that involved the chainsaw and, uh, it was nice cause I'm watching posts on Facebook about people bitching about snow and I wore shorts <laughs> again today. <laughs> And, you know, I, it's, there comes a point where I get a little tired of saying it and then I get over it and I just enjoy the day. I am doing fantastic. Had a very busy day, um, but doing really good. And in my glass tonight, I'm actually drinking a beer from, uh, from Ohio from, Mm. uh, all the way. And where are they located in, um, why can I never remember where these guys are? Canton, duh, Canton, Ohio. It is the dare ipa from royal docks brewing oh, yeah, royal docks. but uh royal docks brewing this place opened up right before we moved and uh i've always liked everything that they had but this is their dare ipa um someone went on a trip back to ohio and was nice enough to bring me some beer um but i'm glad i was able to get a hold of this because even though it's uh she bought it, you know, while she was on a trip. She bought it at a local store. She did good. She didn't buy it. It's not old. It's, <laughs> good. Uh, you know, not super oxidized or anything like that, which I'm always worried about. But I think we're I think with this whole uh, podcast thing, we're teaching her pretty teaching them pretty good. Just hey, make sure you're not buying IPAs that are like 60, 90 days old or older, because they're gonna be gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh what about you, Denny? How's your day going and what's in your glass today? Well, I'm doing good because I'm on here with you, drinking some beer, chatting about beer, just having fun with our listeners that are joining along with us. And so I'm doing well. I'm doing well today. I haven't spilt any beer on me, so that's positive as well. But I'm drinking another black lager. I am so happy that, you know, more black lagers are being produced these days, at least a little bit more. I enjoy them. Um, this is a beer that I've had many times before. And whenever it comes available, I always pick up a six-pack or two because I really do enjoy it. One of my favorite black lagers. And what's interesting is I don't ever check it in because 
I am a hundred percent sure I checked it in probably 10 years ago on untapped. And so I just don't check it in. And I looked at this last week when I bought it on Saturday and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't checked into this beer. And so I checked into it, but it's Uinta's. Can you see that? Baba black lager. That's a good so Baba one. black sheep, but Baba black lager. Baba. And this is a 5% uh, black lager that, is definitely more on the roasty side. And I'm always a big roast fan. If you can look at this, it's very dark, almost mm. like a stout. But it drinks kind of like a stout, but with a lighter body, kind of like what I was trying to describe last episode when I was drinking that Cool Ship Black Lager from OEC Brewing. Uh, but has a nice, like, upfront, like, uh, coffee, uh, dark roast, uh, malt character. Um, but but it's not too heavy. It finishes off lighter with that lager finish that is really nice and pleasant. So uh, they, I got a six pack of this for eight uh, ninety nine. I mean, you Ooh. can't go wrong with a great beer for eight ninety nine. So and a six pack at that, and a six pack of it. So I, I've been enjoying a few of those. I almost put two in my bucket today, but I don't want to drink them all too fast. I already I think this is my third one I've had. So I want to save 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 them for uh, the throughout the week, not just drink uh, okay. it all in one shot. But uh, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. I'm doing good, and I I, I remember uh, Kyle Lilly is a big fan of that Royal Docks Brewing. Yep. I think he, I, he's probably. I think he lives really close to that. That's yeah. That's why. Yeah, I, I see. I mean, he was posting so much stuff on like visiting the brewery and all the special stuff uh, a while back, and mm-hmm. uh, so that's why I mm-hmm. think I remember he was the one that, that really liked that. Okay, but now before we get into the show, uh, I, I don't want to spoil your – if you were going to talk about this before, but you actually did something special this weekend. I did. Yeah, well, you want, why don't you tell us what, what, we, what you did? So I finally got to go to a beer event this past weekend mm. uh, over at Tampa Bay Brewing Company, and um, it was a little different than they've done them before, but hey, you know, uh, it's kind of all things Florida goes. Uh, we were – it was nice because we weren't limited to quantities of people or we weren't limited to, you know – we weren't limited for anything. It mm. was just, hey, come on in, get your tasting glasses, come get your beer, you know, come do your thing. And uh, there were 25 breweries there. Um, this event has been put on before. It's called usually called um, – uh, badass beer fest. Yeah. And this year, because it was a little, a little smaller, <laughs> it was called little badass beer. Fest, which is nice. I can um, appreciate that. Yeah. So it was a little smaller. It was a little more different. And, uh, you know, I was really excited to see this event go on. And, uh, it was nice because breweries came out in, um, you know, you could tell that people were just happy to be about back out into these, um, I could speak English today. That'd be great. Back out into these events, just getting outside. I mean, it was a perfect night uh, for for an event. And I got to try a little bit of everything, made some new beer friends. I got to spend a little bit of time with Joel, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, just it was just nice to be out there again and going to a beer event. Well, good, good. I'm glad. I, was, I, I enjoyed seeing the photos and seeing you out and about and I thought those little glasses were little bee cups, but they were little glass. Yeah, they were glass. Okay, uh, which which would definitely be cool if they were bee cups. But you know, it's uh, normally the the events that I 
that I go to at Tampa Bay Brewing Company, they are usually uh, actual glasses. Before we get started with the uh, regular content, I always want to let everyone know what Tap to Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And you're listening to episode 191, recording on Monday, November 15th, 2021. And yes, we are live on Facebook. And if you want to join us while we record, you can do that on Mondays before the show releases at 8.30 Eastern Time. Uh, just jump on Facebook, join the link when it goes posted, and, and you can write your comments and uh, enjoy watching us record the show. And, and we'll say hi to you like Eric Gronley just hopped on. That's right. Hi Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? <laughs> and, uh, of course, this episode is brought to you by The Letter B, where we will be discussing our favorite breweries beginning with The Letter B. And that is brought to you by Jeff Seiler, who gave us this great idea to talk about some of our favorite breweries going through the alphabet. And we're also going to do a tasting notes segment with here it is, the Sierra Nevada Fresh Hop Celebration Ale. It is out. It comes out in October. Oh, look at that. I didn't, so I went and bought the beer today. And you bought a shirt, I too? I was wearing the shirt. Oh. No, I, I've had this shirt for a while. <laughs> um, and the lady goes, oh, my gosh, you're wearing the shirt from the brewery of the beer that you're buying. And I was like, oh, yeah, didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that time of the season when the Fresh Hop celebration ale comes out and we're going to do some taste toasting toasting tasting those things yeah i've had a i've already had a couple beers before i started so i'm i'm already loose loosened up loosed up but uh, yeah we're going to be doing tasting notes on that as well as some great conversation from chris and i as we go along and chris and i want to thank all of our patreon supporters this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied patreon supporters like mike allen bill schlimmer and amanda and kevin argauer who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamas, and Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Eric Gronley, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your host or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming one of our virtual producers. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Okay, well, you know what? We didn't get, we did get a couple feedbacks about uh i guess we'll talk about real quick right now about uh bell brewery brewing yeah uh being merged or acquired or so uh, uh, they were they were bought they were they bought were... by uh by lion right the same ones that bought out new belgium that's correct well and that's um <clears throat> from the quick bits that i read off of the headlines mm-hmm. uh yeah it was the same exa- same company that acquired new belgium um uh, a year or so ago okay and um like i like we always say it's just as long as the beer doesn't change yeah 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 and mm-hmm. i think there wasn't a lot of information on exactly the details of it but it sounded like the owner is getting up in age and mm-hmm. his, i think his health might be declining a little bit too and he just can't uh doesn't just can't keep it up uh, and i guess he decided just to sell it and uh you know still provide a place for his employees to work. Hopefully I hope that's yeah. the reason why he did that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, like you said, he, he might be getting that he might be dealing with a health issue mm-hmm. or he might be getting a little older and he's maybe looking at it and going, well, time to retire. Yeah. And 
you know, just do his thing. I mean, and I can't blame him. I, I, I immediately thought of that story because when I was at the, the at Total Wine and More today, um, mm-hmm. I saw I saw cases of their cherry stout and I saw it and I went, oh, that's one of the last that's one of the last batches that is going to be direct from Bell's. Mm. Let's see if it how it you know, how it goes from there. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what what happens with this. If it's, I mean, obviously someone's going to, have to take over, so I don't know if they're going to bring someone in or hire someone to mm-hmm. to run it through the corporation. But it might be nice because I can't get bells here. No, yeah, for, Idaho is like one of the few states that doesn't distribute to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's like the only state maybe <laughs> bells doesn't distribute You're to. Probably but... <laughs> right. They'll be like, eh, we'll give it to everybody. <laughs> Idaho, but Who's but Idaho? yeah, but it's okay. I mean. I'm I'm not a I, and I know people are probably going to be upset with me, or whatever. But I, honestly, I'm just not a huge Bell's fan. I've had several other beers when I've traveled, and honestly, nothing has really like stood out and and jumped at me and saying, "Wow, this beer, this this beer is great." Uh, I've had Hop Slam a few times, and and all the times yeah. I've had it, it you know, I may have had an older can that just didn't sing to me. Um, I do like Oberon. That's a good beer. I do like that one. I mean, there's a few of them I've had that I've enjoyed, but it's just nothing that I'm like, gla- you know, clamoring over uh, that I have to have. And it is a brewery that starts with a B, so yeah, maybe it is yeah. someone's favorite, you know, brewery, which is fine. I, if you are, okay, let us know. We want to hear about all of our listeners' favorite breweries that start with A and B. We're at we're on A and B now, so uh, yeah. you know, let us know. We'll read about, read them on the air because we we like to share in the enjoyment of all these maybe smaller breweries and you're going to hear some smaller breweries tonight that you may have never heard before. So that's, that's good. Well, they also have one of the best double IPAs according to, you know, your favorite top 10 lists and such two hearted, two hearted IPA. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I do enjoy when uh, I can get it. Actually. Yeah. I think, yeah. Two hearted is a good IPA. I do like that one too. And their expedition stout, if you can get it is a really good one. Uh, also they did another one too, that I can't remember uh i can't remember the name of but i did really like it and the, and the cherry stout's good too but you know it's i don't know yeah i guess i guess we'll we'll see where it goes from here and yeah. it's it, it's one of those one of those uh places where hey nothing stands out to you hey there's a couple of good beers here but yeah well if i can get it in my area i'll definitely revisit it mm-hmm. and see if if maybe some of these beers that i um that didn't woo me before will woo me now. It's, all, it's always time. It's always change, right? Everyone's always changing in their craft beer journey. And maybe I'm yeah. at a point where, uh, where some of these sing to me more. Okay. So here's the only places they do not distribute. Oh, okay. Utah, yeah. Oregon, Washington, Montana, Idaho. And uh, I mean, they distribute California, but basically from uh, LA South and not Alaska or Hawaii, but you know, okay. Puerto Rico gets it. <laughs> of course they do. It. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, yeah. That, and that was, uh, let's see, uh, Tom Joseph and, uh, oh gosh, don't let me forget who else sent us the, uh, article on bells, Tom Joseph on Facebook and somebody in email, Eric, was it Eric? I think it was Eric. It was Eric Gronley. Yes, Eric is on. I, he's probably going to yell at us in the chat here, but I. I That's uh, okay. We can mute the chat. It was Eric. It was yeah, Eric. I, okay. I see it right here. Okay. That's yeah, so I thought it was Eric. See, I remembered. I didn't. I didn't freak. I didn't uh, totally 
blow it. Okay, but that's all the fee- kind of the feedback that we received, except for a couple ones that I just I, I posted today on Facebook and Twitter to get people's feedback on what their favorite bee breweries are. And we did have some that we'll talk about at the end of our segment uh, about some other people's favorite bee breweries. Mm-hmm. But now it is time for our last Brewer Shirts contest giveaway for the last $20 gift certificate uh, is going to go to one of four people that decided to enter the contest by sending us a voicemail. And that those people were Mike Allen, Bill Schlemmer, Tara Carlson, and Jim Kudzall. So, Chris, who is the winner of our last Brewer Shirts gift certificate? And the winner is... Ta-da. Bill Schlemmer. <laughs> Bill Schlemmer. Happy birthday, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Is it his birthday? Or are you just saying No, that? he said, remember the voicemail last week said it's, uh, oh, he just yeah, turned yeah, 70 yeah. and it's time for him to win something. Well, guess what? You just won something, Bill. Thank you for entering the contest. And uh, uh, you know what? I We have your email. Um, all we need is his email, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. So you want yeah. to? Why don't we just go ahead and uh, and and send his email into Brewer Shirts and have him send a gift card? I will make sure I do that tomorrow. Okay. I, even though I know Bill's listening, but uh, but yeah, we'll just get that taken care of for him. Thank you, Bill, for entering the contest. Thank you, all of our contest winners. And hey, just because you didn't win doesn't mean you don't shouldn't send more voicemails. If you want to send a voicemail and get your voice heard on the show. You can do that at 208-536-3359, or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY, O-D-D-L-Y. And uh, yeah, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. But if you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions through email, you can do that at tapthecraft at gmail.com. Or if you'd rather just mention us on social media, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at tapthecraft. And of course... We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash tap the craft. And don't forget, we do have a website at tap Go visit. I'm not updating too much on there. I've been really busy, but you know what? Winter is winter is coming mm-hmm. and I will have more time when I'm locked in my house to uh, post stuff and maybe do some videos, more videos this winter, like we did last time, uh, which is funny because I, I just picked up another 25 ounce bottle of that uh, St. Bernard's Christmas ale. Oh, did you? Oh my gosh, it's so good. And I, it is. I, I said, I really want to make more Christmas cookies, but man, that was so much work. <laughs> I don't know if I want to, I just want to drink the beer, enjoy the beer and drink it. But man, those cookies were so good. I mean, drink the beer, buy, go buy cookies. Just go I buy could it. buy them. Yeah. Yeah. They won't be as good as those well, Christmas cookies. But after you drink enough of that St. Bernardus, yeah. cookies will be just fantastic. That's true. That's true. And um, it, I'll repost that Christmas uh, YouTube video for people if you want to go ahead and watch it. I think it was pretty good. You know, you can watch me do some cooking and uh, and, and make these cookies. And if it looks good to you, I'm, they don't look, they may not look as good as they taste, but everyone that had these cookies, Absolutely loved them, including me. And I'm not a big cookie fan, but I I ate a lot of these cookies. It's they're like superb. Okay, Chris, wait. Let's continue the conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to Untapped. So we've got quite a long list today, so we're going to have to stick with the ones that are 
either really high or really low and you know you guys belittle the beer because you hated it so much but we're going to start with tom Byrne, oh. and he's drinking a citrus slicker wet hop by bale breaker brewery mm. sticking with the b trend four and a quarter mm. caps for this beer um next on the list well <clears throat> come on there we go all right we're back working and the computer's working again this thing's just so stupid sometimes. Brad Fatler is drinking a Phantasmo by Zilker Brewing Company. And I think he's drinking it there at the brewery in Austin, Texas. Oh. Four and a half caps for this beer. No notes on that one. <coughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Chris, you okay? Going without me. Need me to call 911? Get someone oh, there. Good Lord. Pronto. I just inhaled my spit. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Jim Kudzall is drinking an empty silo by Wincoop Brewing, and he's drinking that there at the brewery as well. Malt forward, British style pale ale with a nice, clean, slightly bitter finish. Just the thing after a long walk in the mile high city. Yeah, they're they're still in Denver right now. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a mile in Denver is like two and a half miles. Um, (laughs) That's true. Uh, Tara is drinking a Benny's ESB, the extra special bulldog at Wincoop Brewing, who can resist a beer named after a dog that begs at the kitchen door. Look, if your dog's begging, you should call my friends at Sit and Sit in Denver <laughs> or at any of cities that you visit. Um, I guess she gave that four cap rating on that beer. Uh, she also picked up a Kev's Garden Fresh Hop. Uh, and it just says, thanks for the hops, Kevin, four cap rating <laughs> on that beer. Brad Fatler is also drinking a It's Been a Minute by Pint House Pizza at Banger's Sausage House and Beer Garden. Sounds like a great place. Yeah, it's kind of making a me German hungry. place, huh? Right. Four, four and a half caps for this beer. Um, let's see. Moving on up the list. I'll, I'm going to read this one just because of the picture. So Jim uh is in this photo jim kudzal is in this photo and it looks like they are at 10 barrel brewing and tara checked into barnstormer by 10 barrel brewing company i'm always suspicious of a saison i like (laughs) can it really be true to the style or have i changed the good news about saison is it is so wide of a style that it's just one of those. It's on one side that you that that you appreciate. That's all it is. It is uh, <laughs> Trek Brewing with John. Uh, that's that's one of the ones that I speak highly of all the time. I do not like saisons, but I really like John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave this one three and three quarter caps, but you know the picture caught my eye, and plus it sounds like she's uh, continuing on her craft beer journey. Um, let's see, moving on up the list. So it looks like they've had a couple of beers at 10 barrel brewing. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that trip out there in Colorado. Um, let's see. Brad Fatler is also checking into a handful of beers, all of them at four or four and a half cap Mm. ratings. Um, all these beers are by pint house pizza, a little bit of, uh, there's thunder world art and agriculture, magical pills and fresh drops, fresh hop, um, and these all sound like some pretty awesome beers if you're rating them four and higher. So be interested in checking those out. 
can't miss out on uh, Johan Halberg. He checked into a few things on this list, but uh, some of them were a little lower on the rating scale. This one, though, um, he he checked into a I played the I played trumpet on that tune by <laughs> Verdant Brewing Company. Now they only gave this one three and a half caps, but you know just because it's a fun, unique name, I'm definitely reading this one. Um, Jeff Seiler is drinking a good monster by collective arts brewing my first collective arts beer, Mm. big tropical notes and dangerously drinkable. This is really nice. Uh, four and a quarter caps for this one. And he purchased this one at the blue Ridge beer hub. Okay. I was going to ask where he got it from because they must be coming down South a little bit for him to, to get those. We get them here. Oh, do you? Oh, wow. Yeah. We see a lot of collective arts. Um, let's see. Mike Allen drinking a Vienna lager by Devil's Backbone Brewing Company mm. at the Taco Mac. Checking in there. As always, Craft Beer Joe drinking a Hero Hazy IPA by Lupulin Brewing Company. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. By the way, these check-ins are from two hours ago. Oh, wow. Damn. I, y'all been drinking today, which I'm proud of you, I think. Um, I almost did all my check-ins for uh, the beer fest that I went to. And I went, no, if I do that, there's going to be all, yeah. the, all yeah. mine right up top. <laughs> I'm going to push everybody's else to the bottom. Um, Craft Beer Joe is also drinking a Samuel Adams Utopia from oh, this year. Wow. Lucky him. That's promising because I'm looking for it. Well, good luck. He he's right there uh, at the Sam Adams Brewery location Cincinnati. in Cincinnati, so he probably yeah. has an in an in. Someone works there or something that that has a bottle, All or right. a friend that he got a bottle. All right, because we haven't seen them or I haven't heard of them starting to show up in the in our area yet. Uh, but. Well, Steve, talking about Florida, Steve, he posted that uh, he got a, a bottle of 2019 for his wife's birthday. Ah, I wonder how much he All paid right. for that. <laughs> 500 bucks poor Steve Steve no longer has a left arm yeah Um, let's see so he's got the same Adam's Utopia five cap rating for that one he's also drinking a chocolate Boktopias by Boston Beer Company four and a four and a half caps for that one Uh, yeah that's a good one and uh good for you man I'm glad you're able to check into some of those things because that's some of those are you know people are looking for them and can't really get a hold of them um He's checking into a lot of things, uh, <laughs> banded peak brewing, cabin brewing, uh, ecliptic brewing. So a little bit of everything for craft beer, Joe. Ecliptic, um, ecliptic for, Oh, he has a friend that, uh, Simpsons beers. I, I talked to him about ecliptic. I was like, oh, okay. How is ecliptic getting all the way out to Cincinnati when I can't even get it in Idaho right next door? <sighs> ecliptic is a Portland brewery. And he says oh, he has really? a friend that sends him beer from, from that area. All right. Uh, Tara Carlson is drinking a Pekingese Pilsner by Smash Face at Smash Face Brewery and Taproom. Tara, I love this this glass. So it's a French bulldog on the on this glass, just kind of an outline, uh, black line drawing of this mm-hmm. dog. And it's a really, it's just cool. I like it. Um, if one made it home in your suitcase, <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Laid back drink for the end of beer cruising. It is all about the dogs here, both edible and pedal yes i thought that was cute very good very good four <laughs> cap rating for that beer um yeah. moving on up the list jim Kudzall all is drinking a face down brown by telluride brewing company mm. he's also enjoying that at the smash face brewery and tap room nice body in this brown ale chocolate notes at the start transitions to a mild hoppy bitter finish plus one dollar off during happy hour 
Dude, you can't go wrong with that. Four and a quarter caps for that beer. Mike Allen checking in at the Taco Mac with a little bit of um, Dunkin' Pumpkin by Harpoon Brewery. Not bad for a pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. At least it doesn't overwhelm me with pumpkin spice. Three and three quarter caps. Mm-hmm. He also had the continuous inspiration by Schoolhouse Brewing. Good example of an English porter. Four cap rating there. Jeff Seiler drinking a, it's not my first rodeo. I like that beer. It's not my first rodeo. It's my second. <laughs> by hoof-hearted brewing uh it's not my first triple ipa he says it's one of my favorites this is absolutely delicious four and a half caps for this beer um denny uh, nope not reading don't read it yeah i was disappointed again by another beer can't do it um let's see john wc is drinking the fear by flying dog brewery at olmstead park condominiums in ohio Nice, crisp, and malty with a uh, decent pumpkin allspice for cap rating there. Continuing his check-in streak. Dude, I love this one just because of the characters on the beer. For the 11,446th show in a row, Chad LaMassa is drinking a Jay and Silent Bob's Cherry Kush by Fishback and Stevenson. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, so when my wife ordered this for us, I was excited. The cherry flavor is close to being too sweet. The rhubarb is in the finish. Word of advice, sometimes you have to let those hard-to-reach chips go. (laughs) Dante Hicks from Clerks. Uh, uh, Four-cap rating for this beer here. And let's see. Scrolling on up to our uh, Brewer Shirts gift certificate winner, William Bill Schlemmer is drinking a double dry hop full frame by phase three brewing outstanding double IPA subtle peach flavor is excellent. Highly recommend this beer four and a half caps for that one. Uh, let's see. Mike Allen. You might be my last one is drinking all of the otter reindeer by pontoon brewery or pontoon brewing. These guys come up with some fun beer names because we see a lot of them here in, in the Tampa area too. Pontoon Brewing, their art and their beer names. Denny, you'd get a kick out of a lot mm. of them. Um, all of the Otter Reindeer, four cap rating for that beer. No notes to go along with it. And and uh, that's what everybody's drinking. Wow. That's yeah, that's some beers. That's some and beers. I feel like I left out like at least half of them. Probably, probably. <sighs> well, you know what? Uh, you probably worked up a thirst, didn't you? I did. Well, let's go ahead and pop open this celebration fresh hop IPA from Sierra Nevada, and let's do a beer tasting segment. What do you think oh, about that? Dank. Is it dank? I think that's dank. Yeah, that was very. Um... Uh huh. So what's what's going to be interesting is you're going to get this from, I'm assuming. Probably North Carolina. North Carolina, and I'm going to get it from Chico. And and see here, I'm paying homage to your big yeah, <laughs> big giant. Yeah, I can't pour today either. Look at that. <laughs> I can't pour any day. These are always Way to go, rookie. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Ten nineteen twenty one is what my can date is. Um, ten six twenty one. Oh, mine's newer, fresher. Yeah, <laughs> mine's um fresh. So I wonder what the so the label on the bottom. So it definitely has the date. But does your C, say like 
C. So mine says C also. Oh. I don't know if that has anything to do with it being from California I'm guess, or I'm, North Carolina. I'm, I'm assuming a C is for Chico. So I would imagine. And it, it makes sense that this would be something they would ship out from Chico because that's where their hop fields are. Yeah. Or where, you know, and so I, I don't think they necessarily have these hop fields in North Carolina. They don't. I love it because you can get some nice. <laughs> I'm afraid to. I can do that too. Let's see. Nice jiggly foam. And it's there. It is. There There's too. all it. the last drop. It's not going anywhere either. It's just. Look at that. We got twin cups. Twin B cups like that. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah. so. While we're looking at this, it's uh, a nice dark amber coloring. Mm-hmm. A little bit yeah. of red in there, a little amber red. Uh, fantastic. The same thing happened when I had my. I already. I've already busted into my celebration stash. You um, did. Yeah, I mean, and I, I couldn't not try it. <laughs> I was patient. <laughs> um, but the same thing happened. The head is just crazy it is and it sticks. Dense. And it sticks around for a long time too. That's one thing I have to admit is is uh it's a good beer when the head is that strong and just stays. I mean it's I mean, not it's, even moving. It's even creamy. You can kind of see it's, it's like super creamy yeah, in there too. It's, it's almost like nice. uh it's almost like whipped cream because yeah. it just will not disappear. Yeah, it's like a a, a fresh whipped up cream. Whipped cream. Like you guys can see it on my camera. <laughs> like the bubbles are not moving at all. Big bubbles, uh, little bubbles, bubbles in the middle. Like it's like meringue. Yeah. It's not going. It's like a meringue. Anywhere. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So while we wait for our heads to die down a little bit, let's just talk about this beer. It's a 6.8% ABV, 65 IBUs. Uh, and what they say about this is once we pick the fresh hops, the clock starts ticking. Each year, we visit the Pacific Northwest to hand-select the best Cascade and Centennial hops, race the harvest home, and brew immediately to capture citrus, pine, and floral notes at their absolute peak. Aromas and flavors for the perfect winter beer. It's a magical time at the brewery. Has been for 40 years now. When our brewers huddle around the fermentation tanks, toasting the start of a new of a special season, wrapped in red, consider celebration IPA your first present of the holidays. And the malts are caramelized malts, two row pale. Uh, hops are Cascade, Centennial, and Chinook, and the yeast is an ale yeast. So that's the down and dirty about this beer. So we looked at the uh, the. At the uh, appearance, beautiful beer. I have to say it's a beautiful beer, especially for wintertime. Yeah. It matches the red theme very well. Um, let's take a take a whiff of this thing and see what it smells like. If I can get any under that. Uh... <laughs> You're going to probably douse your nose in it and all you'll I smell. I did not. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it's got... Uh... It's got so, wow. it, it, it's got that care. I mean, I can sm- honestly what I smell in here is I smell the caramelized malts a lot in here too. Well, I mean, there's piney, there's piney hops, but there's also that sweetness yeah. coming off of the malt, which is which you're not used to smelling when you're smelling a you know an IPA, right? You're you're used to smelling right. the hops prominent, and then the hops are prominent, but you also get that that sweet 
Um, Tara said Chad Lamasa is her hero. You know it. Yeah. You know it. Jeff Seiler said celebration is delicious. Cheers, guys. Well, cheers to you, Jeff. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's take a sip of this thing, Chris, because you know, let's see if it if the flavor follows what I just what we just. I didn't let you talk. I did all talking. Hmm. Mm. This. So I remember having this last year, mm-hmm. and the hop bitterness in it last year was super, just super West Coast piney. Mm-hmm. Just there was a big bite to it. This one is not so much. Mm. So I think one of two things happened. The hops are a little different or noticeably different or two. I'm getting older. Uh, So keep in mind (laughs) that I mentioned all the Washington hops and that's where most of the hops in the U S get their hops. Most Mm. of them were affected by the smoke and all of every, every single one of the, Fresh hop beers I had out of Washington had a sm- had a very strong smoky character to it because they didn't rinse them off before they put them in a beer. I'm wondering if the reason why the hops this year might be a little bit more subdued is maybe they had to do a, a special rinsing of it that maybe took away from that uh, extreme fresh hop character. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but you're right. This one is not. In your face, it's kind of mellow. It's more mellow, right? The, I, on this 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 year's version, um, I think it takes a, a a huge amount of the beer is in that caramel malt uh, well, body I, sweetness and I, stuff. I also wonder too. And Jim said, "I Jim Kudzall said, I heard that celebration is only in cans this year. Mm-hmm. Is that true, uh, Jim? So all I saw at my local store." was this it's only cans I, yeah they said it's only i don't cans. blame them for that yeah um i think did i see any sierra nevada stuff i don't believe i saw any sierra nevada stuff in bottles at my local beer store mm. today so i mean i don't blame them for that either just because it's a lot lighter to ship and you know yeah so this used to beer. this used to only be in bottles yep and uh i wonder if this is the first year they did it in cans only i i don't i wonder so i'm curious to know because you started talking about how all the hops were affected by the smoke from the wildfires i'm wondering if we didn't just get the placebo effect but also too if there is some of that smoke um in there that kind of mellowed out the hop bitterness too that because i guess if you look at caramel and smoke there's some similarities to it too yeah there yeah there might be kind of um, yeah there might be a, a little hint of smokiness in there not not as strong as the ones i had i think because this this malt base is so much heavier than a lot of the uh hazy ipas and stuff that i was drinking with the fresh hops from washington maybe yeah. this one is not as effective because it's got more stuff to uh, to kind of hide the smokiness too, but you're right. It, it, it might have a little bit of, of a uh, touch of, of smoke in there, but not smoky. I, not like I like the other ones for sure. Right. But um, there is bitterness that does finish off with a, with a nice uh, uh, 
you know, resiny bitterness character to it, a little heavy, uh, a little bit of uh, oiliness to it. Um, and, and like a, like a piney bitterness, which is great because that's what we expect on here. But man, I'll, I'll tell you what, for me, this, this batch is definitely coming across like, uh, an old school West coast IPA that, and it's always been that way, but, uh, this one is definitely, you feel more of that, uh, maltiness to it than you would with, uh, more, t- um, uh, current West Coast IPAs that don't have any mm-hmm. caramel malt in it at all, but uh, I think it's I think it helps make this uh, a more rich uh, IPA than it would if it didn't have those in there. So I'm okay with it. I honestly I like this. So I I do like that big bold West Coast IPA flavor. I honestly I really like this. I like this a lot, uh, whatever it might be. If it was because of the, the wildfires, it's just, maybe there's a change to the hop bill. I like it. Um, and I always got it every year just cause it was that kind of thing where, uh, you know, I wanted to have it. It's mm-hmm. the turn of the season. It's just, you know, yeah. this comes out in, in uh, October and it's just kind of the turn of the season. I like to have it. Um, uh, but it was kind of interesting. It's, it's a little different. It's noticeably different. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, but it's good. It's still good, and, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, um, it still has uh, uh, I mean, primarily piney uh, hop character, but I'm I am getting um, some like I don't want to say sweet, like a not ripe like we had before, but like a almost candied citrus. Uh, character to it as well. It, it mixed in there at the front of the. As I take the the drink, I get that malty caramel, but I also get a like a little slight sweeter citrus, maybe candied orange or candied uh, peel. Peel. I, peel. I maybe a peel. More peel. Yeah, maybe it's a yeah. peel because it's got that pithy bitterness to it. Yeah, but no, it's good. It's good. Now for me. Celebration's always been one of those beers that I just want to have one and enjoy it and then move on. I don't want to drink a six pack of this. And um, I think even this year when the bitterness is more mellow uh, and it definitely, I, one thing I am, uh, I don't get a lot of the, of as, as much like when you first opened it, it almost smelled like, I mean, it felt like it was going to be a dank beer, but it doesn't, this doesn't come across too and the flavor no. is dank at all. It's it's actually pretty mellow, um, but that's what I expect from fresh hop is is to get a higher dankness or grassiness to it. And I don't get yeah. that as much on this one. I remember when they, uh, well, I guess they had the celebration and they had their uh, they did their other fresh hop beers back ten fifteen years ago. Now I can't remember how long ago, but they did the the southern hemisphere and northern hemisphere fresh hop beers. And they came in those twenty-two ounce bottles, mm. um, and they did one for each of the hop seasons. So, like the northern hops, they would do one. They do one for the southern hops when they uh, were fresh. And I don't know how they would get those fresh hops from Australia <laughs> up to uh, to Chico so fast to be able to make a beer with them. But somehow they did. Um, maybe it wasn't all the way Australia. Maybe it was only in uh, you know Brazil or somewhere closer. Mexico, <laughs> Mexican hops. <laughs> I don't know, man. A plane ride's a plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But 
Yeah, it's a good beer. This is one that I think everyone should uh, go out and try during the, the during the the winter month because it's it's definitely feels like um you know a special holiday time IPA, right? It's it's yeah. it's made with well, love. It's definitely it's have, it's thicker. And I think it's definitely body. that noticeable turn of the season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eric Gronley said he bought it in Kansas as well. Uh, and he said, celebration is one of my, of one of my first was one of my first craft beers early on. It made me think differently about beer, how it's made and the quality that comes through. It's always worth a pickup for me mm-hmm. each year. And that, I was kind of, I'm kind of the same way, Eric. I, I saw it on tap last year and I went, let's have one of those. Mm-hmm. Let's have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Anything else, uh, Chris, that you want to speak about this beer? Specifically, uh just get some. Yeah, get some. Get some. It's a great, it's a great winter beer. I won't I I won't call it a winter warmer. No. Um, although it does kind of fit into like um, you know, Widmere Brothers uh Burr is also a, it's like a hoppy red IPA. Um, um, oh, you know what, uh, Lagunitas just released, uh, you know, brown sugar hasn't been made for a while. Have you ever had brown, Lagunitas brown sugar? Oh, yeah. 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 I I feel like I had that less than six months ago. No, no, they haven't made it in, uh, in a, in a few years. Uh, they, but they, they came back and made a version of it this year. And, and so it's called unrefined sugar. They don't use brown sugar in it. They use turbinado sugar. They, you know, they the use sugar in the raw, some kind of raw sugar, some kind of sugar, but it's definitely not as rich as the brown sugar, mm. right? The, the thing that made brown sugar so good is a strong ale, but it had that rich flavor of the brown sugar in there, right? It gave it, yeah. it, it, it had that little sweetness, but it also had that, that flavor. And I, I just love that flavor this one has the strong ale and it has the sweetness, but there's none of that richness to it that carries it through. And it's now Sarah, I had gave her a sip and she didn't want to have anything to do with it. It's not brown sugar. It's definitely not brown sugar, but it's, it's good. It comes in four, a four pack for 12 bucks. So you get a four, four pack of, of 12 ounce bottles for, for 12 bucks. And, um, I, I'll drink it. It's not a bad beer, but it's not brown sugar. So I want to warn everyone out there that that sees it. If you think it's brown sugar, it's not. And it's not the Holiday Sucks Dale either, which is also another great um, IPA that they released. When, when Because what happened, again, to tell the story, brown sugar was a beer they released every two years. And then um, because it, it costs, you know, they get, it costs a lot of money to make that beer. And then uh, the year that they were supposed to release it, they something happened where they they couldn't release it, and they so they released a different beer in, in its place, and they called it Lagunitas Sucks Holiday Ale because mm-hmm. Lagunitas didn't release a brown sugar. Instead, they said, "Okay, you know we suck. We're going to release this Holiday Ale." And you know what? That Holiday Ale is fantastic too. So those are yeah. those are like my two two great beers that we love to drink during this time of year. And and again, when I saw that the unrefined sugar came out, I thought, "Ooh, it's going to be maybe it'll be like the brown sugar," but it is, but it's not. It's it's doesn't have that richness to it. It's just not as rich, and and that's not as complex, I guess, too, right? Because that brown sugar added a complex note to 
the sweetness and and the the characters of the of the brown sugar and the and the caramelized uh, you know character in there. Uh, it's just missing that that part. So just just a warning. So I realized the one that I had was a little something something. Yeah, a little that's something something. Yeah, that's a different beer. That yeah. Okay, there we go. Now I'm off my uh, high horse. Uh, we'll continue on, uh, but let's get into the brew buzz. And the brew buzz is devoted to discussing various beer related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we will be discussing our favorite letter B breweries. The brew buzz is brought to you by, by the, the letter, letter B. B. That's right. So, Chris, I, I as you see, um, you know, I, I have a few things to say. So, how do you want to do this? You want me to talk? Uh, let me talk about my first one. Yeah, you go right ahead. And, and then I'll let you talk is, about your first one, and I'll talk about so my second one. <laughs> this is very typical of us, Denny, is that, I, you know, I have I have the information in there. Jeremy Garrison just hopped on. How you doing, Jeremy? Hey, Jeremy. Uh, uh, just uh, typical of us. You have a ton of detail in your mm-hmm. stuff. I've got basic information. Yeah. So yeah. it'll work out. So, so the brewery I picked as my as my favorite B brewery. And it's hard because there's a lot of B breweries out there. I mean, I thought the A-list was big. The B-list is like four times the A-list, I swear. Yeah. And, um, but I narrowed down to three breweries that I, to me, just like, I really enjoy. And I, I want to talk about And one of them I talk about all the time. So I didn't want to talk about that one. And then when I picked, I talk about often, but not as much, but I wanted to find out more information about it. And guess what? There's no information out there except for uh, an article I found that was written back in 2014 that describes a little bit of background behind this brewery and the people behind it. And that's what I'm going to go ahead and, and, and share with everyone here. So my bee brewery that I would say probably is my favorite bee brewery is Barley Brown's Beer out of Baker City, Oregon. Um, Baker City, Oregon is only an hour and a half, two hours hour and a half or two hours away from here. It's not too far, um, but there is a small little town that that has this brewery that has won so many medals in Great American Beer Fest and World Beer, World, uh, beer and, and everything. They've won a ton of medals because they make some great beer. And I want to share this with people in case you, you, know, you didn't listen to the early shows where I talk about them. Um, so here we go. It's Barley Brown's Beer. It's a Barley Brown's is a family-owned brewery serving a range of award-winning craft brews since 1998. So they've been around for quite a while. Beer lovers can visit the adults-only tap house where they have 22 of the brewery's signature brews on tap every day. Uh, and you can find everything from mild flavors to bold brews. And that's another thing I like about Barley Brown's is they're not a one-hit, a one-style pony, Right. They just don't make hazy IPAs or West Coast IPAs or whatever. They don't make one style. They make a variety of styles, and they make all of them very well. And that's what I appreciate about a good brewery is that you appease to everyone's likings, not just uh, you know what sells, which is IPA. So as I mentioned, that's all I could find. That little blurb was all I could find on majority of places. But I did find an article that was written in 2014. Uh it's called Barley Brown's Bling Shine Spotlight on Baker City Brewery. And this is written by Andy Pruitt, uh, written July of 2014 uh, in the Oregon Beer Growler website. So this is going back, uh, what is that, seven years ago. 
So I'll just, let me just read. I, I took a few snippets out of this big, long article. I'll, I'll have the link on the show notes that you can go read the entire thing if you want. Um, but I just want to read a few things to give us a little bit of history and some fun into this brewery. So after Barley Brown's beer won five medals and the very small brewery company of the year at the 2013 Great American Beer Festival, you'd expect beer geeks would be clamoring for a photo of owner Tyler Brown. But the same day Brown collected all that hardware, he found himself being asked to get out of the shot, out of a photo shot, out of a, you know, get out of the photo uh, while, uh, hold on, get out of the photo while pouring his gold medal Pallet Jack IPA in the Barley Brown's booth. Apparently, he didn't move far enough and once again received a request to take a few steps aside. <laughs> it turns out the photographer wanted to snap a picture of two more f- famous brewers, Jeff Bagby, which we just talked about with mm-hmm. Joel, from uh, formerly of Pizza Port, and Fathead's Matt Cole. But what the beer fan failed to notice was why the men were at the booth to begin with. Brown pointed out, yeah, they're drinking our beer. If you want a beer, I'm going to pour you a beer. Otherwise, get out of the way. (laughs) So this is a funny, this is kind of funny, right? Is that someone wants to get a picture of two other guys, you know, and wants the guy that that won all these medals and the best small brewing company of the year to get out of the photo because he doesn't want him in the photo. Kind of a, a little funny story there. That exchange summarizes the journey of Barley Browns, a.k.a. Baker City Brewing Company. Barley Browns seemed to fly under the radar of most drinkers in the state, even though it has been operating since 1998 and winning awards at major competitions since 2006. Perhaps it's the far-flung location, the brewery's initial low-key presence in Portland or Oregon's metro area myopia. Whatever factors might have contributed to Barley Brown's muted profile seems to be diminishing now that bar- that the brewery has won a slew of medals, including the much-coveted gold in the American-style IPA at the Great American Beer Fest. Brown knows that Portland has started to notice because people tell him they think his brewery is new. <laughs> Isn't that funny that a brewery has been around for, you know, for nearly 10 years, or actually over 10 years at this point, right? And they, and yeah. people think they're they're new because it's just in a small area, especially back in that time when, you know, well, actually 2013, it was, that was the upward mobility of, of craft beer. Um, when it started to see more and more, um, you know, people get into it. But before, like in 2006, craft beer was still nothing, right? Nobody knew about it. And, and most people drink the stuff that was coming from the big regional breweries, not so much from their local uh, craft beer uh, brewery because there weren't that many out there. So, uh, yeah, I hear that all the time, Brown last. Oh, you guys just popped right in the middle of the scene. Yeah, about 16 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) While it took time to draw the attention of the average beer consumer, bar and bottle shop owners have been in the know for about 10 years. Brown recalls Belmont Station's Carl Singmaster making the 300-mile journey to Baker City now, this is uh, out of Portland. Belmont Station's out of Portland. So this guy, this this bar owner, drove 300 miles to get the beer and, and drive back uh, just to get a few kegs that he seatbelted in the back of his Subaru before he returned to Portland. Brown would also take the kegs to the city and the Target outlets that were choosy about which beers they offered, making them difficult to get into and often filled with sophisticated drinkers. He used these opportunities to test 
to see how his beer would stack up against the best. Brown is clearly a man who likes a challenge since his tests these days pit him against not just the hop competitors in Portland, but some of the finest in the world. Eli Dickinson, fellow brewer, started as a prep cook at the brew pub, but left Baker City to study at Oregon State University. After graduating, he returned to Barley Brown's to put his science degree to work as a brewer. While Brown and Dickinson or Dickinson continued to uh, garner recognition for their beers, they never set out to perfect any particular style. Brown says that a big difference between home brewers and craft brewers, which is well, which is a big difference between home brewers and craft brewers. Uh, <laughs> rather than worrying about the style guidelines, the Barley Brown's team develops new brews by tossing around ideas. Sometimes a beer is born when an ingredient isn't available and the brewers have to improvise. Dickinson ref- uh, explains that one element that led to the making of Ratchet Strap IPA, the brewery lacked hops normally used in Palajack IPA and, hun- and Hand Truck Pale Ale. However, some new German melon hops had recently arrived, so they decided to try something new. Brown says the Germans claimed that the particular hop could never be used in American-style IPA. Once again, he rose to the challenge and proved those doubters wrong. So this is just a few snippets of this article that kind of goes into detail behind Bolly Brown's beer, uh, this brewery. And if you if you want, go ahead and, and visit the uh, the link and read all about uh, this this what they had to say about this in 2014. Now, keep in mind, seven years has passed, so things have changed. Um, one thing to note is that uh, Sean Kelso, uh, who is uh, – I think he just left Timberell now too for in in Boise. But he when Boise opened the Timberell Brew Brewery here in in downtown, he left Bolly Browns to become the head brewer at at Timberell here in town. Um, so he was you know also a well known, uh, very good brewer as well. Okay, Chris. Before I go into my honorable mentions, why don't you go ahead and talk about your favorite B brewery? So my favorite bee brewery, this was this was kind of tough just because, like you said, there are so many, which I was very surprised about. There were so many, um, but two of the breweries that I really like here in the Tampa area, both start with B. Mm. Um, and one of them specifically was, was what I wanted to put as my favorite um, <clears throat> because I was looking at things like, you know, in you know, burial. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, that was mentioned and that's actually just one of the, that that's in my honorable mentions, but like, um, there were not many that I could get a hold of, like not many that I could go and just go, okay, well, Hey, I love this brewery, but I can't get their beer here. Mm. So this one's a, a local brewery that I've been enjoying, uh, since moving here called bootleggers brewing company right here in Tampa, Florida. And, they have a very simple uh, start. They've actually grown and expanded and moved in the last couple of years. Um, and from their website, it just says, their story began 10 years ago with Brewworks Wine and Brewing Supplies located in Brandon, Florida, which is where I live. Um, let's go, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was <laughs> and it was cool because I used to buy my homebrew supplies there. And um Five years after that, they they opened their first tasting room attached next to the supply shop, operating on a small one and a half barrel system with a simple craft beer sign mm-hmm. above the front door. And it was, from what I can remember of this place, you know, it was just a you had a brew shop on one side, and then 
you had the cooler and all the brewing equipment in the back and a few seats around the bar. And it was a pretty simple kind of humble play. Well, what they said, it was a cozy place. Uh, <laughs> after, after four years of growing, we needed more space. So we relocated to a Tampa zip code, which is two miles away from our training facility, mm. which is nice, um, in a brand new, larger facility. And they're very thankful for the new space, which has allowed them to open a small kitchen and brew on a larger three and a half barrel system, which is still a humble size compared to many, but guarantees our selection to be new and fresh. Mm. We strive to follow our motto of for love of the craft in everything that we do. We offer a rotating selection of crafted beers, ciders, meads, and wines with a menu that regularly features our award-winning styles. Our staff is curated with unique individuals that are not only friendly, but also knowledgeable and experienced. Mm. So this is a place that I, I enjoy because it's, well, kind of like they put it, it's, you know, it's a humble space. It's nothing huge, you know, it's not a 10 barrel or 15 barrel, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's kind of going off of their their motto for love of the craft that they can offer a different selection of a little bit of everything. Uh, the last time I was in there, they had um, the ales for ALS. Mm -hmm. They were doing a, a beer for that, which was a uh, was just a red IPA or a red, a red ale and simple, delicious. I had two of them. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've got some really good stouts. They've got some really good you know, just everything they put out, everything they've put out, I've really enjoyed um, whatever I can get a hold of from them. Well, nice. So they craft beers, ciders, meats, and wines, or they sell those so other things? They sell those also. Okay. So interestingly enough, I went in there um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and they have their their TV on the back wall of the of the bar in the tap room, and it starts cycling through their untapped menu. And I'm watching this thing cycle through. It's got like five or six pages of stuff on it. And I'm going, wow, you guys look like you only have like 10, maybe 15 taps on the wall behind you. How do you have five or six or seven pages of stuff mm. from your untapped menu? And I'm like, I'm looking at it and I see Aslan pop up mm. there. And I went, Aslan, <laughs> like, when did you guys start? But first off, why are you pouring Aslan when you guys make great beer? And I'm going, where in your place do you guys have Aslan on your taps? And I was like, wait a minute, right around the corner of their taps, they have um, kind of to-go beers. Well, not to-go, but like package. And they had Aslan in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, since when did Aslan start coming to Florida? Which I don't know how it got there, but it's there. Um, so you grabbed so some? I did not. No, <laughs> um, I did not. I had to go buy this, you know, I had to go buy this 12 pack of celebration. Um, but no, it is a little bit of everything. And it, they did, they have, you know, they're in this brand new kind of little shopping plaza. There's, you know, an Irish restaurant right next door. There's a sushi place right next door. There's a hotel right across the street, which is all brand new. Um, and it's in this kind of little revamped area of town that's, that's growing. And it's a really cool spot for them to be. They do put out some terrific beers and then they've got some package options. If you want to grab some stuff mm -hmm. to go, um, if you're traveling, you know, it's super simple to hop from there and get to the airport in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, and you know, 
it's a it's a it's a nice just place and i like the way that they kind of labeled it that that's it's more of a humble mm-hmm. cozy setting yeah. and uh i really like the place nice i really do yeah well good that's a nice i, I like that you, you have a a small little quaint place that most people never heard of and if they come through mm-hmm. the area now i hope they come and, and stop by and visit because of your recommendation well, and I hope they do. And if you guys do ever make it out to the Tampa area and you, if any one of our listeners ends up at bootleggers and I don't get told about it, <laughs> it can't be because I was at work and I was busy. Listen, this place is like maybe two miles away mm-hmm. from work, uh, 15 minutes from where I live. If I don't, if you go to this place and I don't know about it, well, I'll buy you your first beer first <laughs> off. Second, that's just rude if you don't tell me. But third, it's a great place to go, yeah. and I'd love to join join you for a beer. Yeah, Ex- excellent. All right, so uh, let me go with the my, my first honorable mention, which is a, a brewery that I know Chris and I both enjoy, and there's not a lot of information on this one as, as well. Um, it's Belching Beaver Brewery. And uh, I think Chris and I have spoke you know, on quite a bit about our enjoyment of their beers. And, and this brewery is out of Oceanside, California. They're, they have four locations, actually. Um, but this is where their main brewing facility is at uh, currently. Uh, but they also have some tap rooms and, and, bottle, and uh, pubs, pubs and tap rooms in, in three other locations. But uh, it started in 2012. Um, they currently make 44,000 barrels per year. They have 170 employees at four locations, and they distribute to 14 states. Their slogan is Damn Good Times, and they make mm-hmm. some very good beer. Um, I know that uh, that even the name Belching Be- <laughs> Beaver. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why, Denny? Tell I me. Wanna, <laughs> I don't want to say, but I know that a lot of – you know, the, the name of the brewery, some of the early artwork with the beaver and stuff and, and the names of the beers um, really might be considered, uh, you know, childish. Uh, crass. Uh, crass. Even, uh, uh, f- you know, fraternity-like, you know, in, in that type of uh, mentality. But They're just vulgar. Some of them yeah. are vulgar if you take but it the wrong way. I, The bottom line is they make very good beer. And I am always, in, I'm impressed all the time by the stuff that they make. So, um, you know, that it's one of the, that I enjoyed. I know Chris enjoyed. I thought that he might've had it on his list as well. Uh, I think you did until you decided. No, it's on there. It on there? It, it's on there. It's just, it's just down at the, uh, okay. It's down. Yeah. It's, it's my very last one. And, and I had a couple more, um, that, um, uh, Jeff Seiler just brought up a couple too, which we, we can jump into as well. Yeah, go ahead and uh, uh, go here, go no. with your next uh, honorable mention. Well, I had uh, as far as honorable mentions go, I have another local brewery who had, that it's one of those places where if I really needed to, I could walk to, um, and it's called Bullfrog Creek. And Bullfrog Creek Brewing is uh, another one of those kind of smaller breweries that that popped up a couple of years ago, um, and they're you know they made it through COVID thankfully. Mm. And they're just putting out just good, solid beers. Uh, they, I think, what did I have there the other day? I had um, crap. I can't remember. I didn't have crap there. That's not <laughs> nice to say. Um, I want to say I had like a, it was a German style lager, like a, um, 
not like a, not a Doppelbach, but I can't remember what I had, but it was, it was really good. Mm. It was great. Cause they've got a great outdoor space. Um, they've got a food truck now, which they are, the food truck is more kind of like a more permanent addition. So it's kind of like a little restaurant mm-hmm. that they have off to the side that they serve lunch and dinner. And, um, it, it just makes some great stuff. They've got a great, great kind of environment that they, that they have for the brewery. The staff is just phenomenal. I went in there the other day, just, I was just running around in the middle of the day and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go in there and have a beer. And I sat down and had a beer and was just kind of talking smack with whoever was sitting at the bar and the guys behind the bar. And who there was a couple of guys sitting there typing away on their laptops. Like, I think they might've worked there. Um, I was checking out their new merchandise and stuff like that. It's just a, it's a good neighborhood spot. Yeah. Uh, they, we do some, they do some fun events. We did like, um, they do like music bingo and all kinds of different stuff there like every week just to get people in the door and they're it's turning into a place where people can go and, and be in a, like I said, a, na- a good neighborhood mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in your, uh, your other one, why don't you just mention that one too, because there's a lot of people, including me, the, the few beers I've had from this brewery have been fantastic, yeah. but uh, I knew it would be on a list. So what's the last one? Well, it was on the, it was on the list to um, burial, mm-hmm. burial brewing out of Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and that was what Jeff Seiler just posted to. He posted that um, Jeff, I almost wanted to post the second one that you posted. And I really, really thought about the last one that you posted. So Jeff <laughs> posted burial <laughs> brewing company, which I will totally agree with him on. Um, it's one, when I went to Asheville a few years ago, I said, Hey, if you have to go to a, a handful of places where you go, mm-hmm. burial came up out of everybody that I talked to. Um, he also mentioned Breakside, mm-hmm. which I don't think I tried much from. Um, on my list, Denny, one of the other places I was going to talk about was Bail Breaker. You, uh, oh, I'm sorry, never no, mind. No, Bail Breaker you know, is one that I don't think it's you can get unless you get it from Tavor. I can't. I can't exactly. Um, <laughs> and then. That, that was why I didn't make the list belching beaver, but I've had been able to get so much belching beaver just because of when we yeah. travel out West for, for work. And then the last one, which I always love it because if you look at it too fast, you pronounce it wrong, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Baramari. Baram- yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to be. Baramari. Baramari. <laughs> I never heard. Sure. I never heard of this one. This is what you, Jeff, and you. Uh... Yeah. So this this place is also in Asheville, um, and actually, it's a place that that I went with when um, when Megan and I were there, and we met Dustin, uh, one of our yeah. one of our listeners, yeah. him and his now wife. Um, that the beer is just solid, mm. good beer. That it's. You know, they're, they're not putting out all this like super hype stuff. It's just, they, they make good beer and people know about yeah. it. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Well, let me get into my last one that, uh, that is a, one that I really love. And I've talked about many, many times on the show and that's Boneyard beer, uh, out of Bend, Oregon. Uh, and I'll just read what, uh, what little, little snippet they have on their website explaining, uh, their their start and, and and their history. So in 2010, Boneyard Beer was created in an old auto shop tucked away in the back streets of Bend, Oregon's historical district. Without any outside investors or major bank loans, Boneyard's inception was unconventional to say the least. 
After decades in the brewing industry, owner Tony Lawrence built up a boneyard of old equipment he collected from 13 different breweries around the country. Alongside co-founders Clay and Melody Story, his secondhand brewing equipment was pieced together to brew the first batch of Boneyard beer in May 2010. As Boneyard has grown, the initial fermenters have been replaced with shiny new ones, but the original refurbished 20-barrel system is still the one Boneyard uses for seasonal and special release beers today. With a capacity of 15,000 barrels per year, it allows our brewers to have, a creative, uh, have creative minds and a lot of fun. In 2014, Boneyard expanded to ex- include a bigger and brighter warehouse in Northeast Bend. This facility, approximately 15,000 square feet, is home to the production employee offices. The facility added much-needed capacity for Boneyard. In keeping with the theme, the 40-barrel brew house was purchased secondhand, which allows Boneyard to brew upwards of 38,000 barrels per year when at maximum capacity. In July of 2018, they opened their doors to Boneyard Pub. Not only can you enjoy a full pint straight from the source, the food is delicious. They have expanded the production by adding a canning line as well. And that's where we leave off now with with basically COVID. Um, They were forced, they were only a, a keg brewery. And when COVID came, they had to adapt to uh, adding a canning line to survive. And they also... You know, it, it, it helps that uh, Deschutes uh, merged. They merged with Deschutes as well. So mm-hmm. uh, now we can get Boneyard, and I've mentioned it before. In fact, I have a, I have their incredible pulp right here. This is the next one I'm popping open, Extra Pale Ale. Um, you know, now we're able to get Boneyard in Boise because of that merger with Deschutes and the fact that they're canning uh, their beer now. So that's great because I'd only pick them up. I'd only go and, and get uh, uh, crowlers uh, and drink on premise at their pub. I've been to the pub and their original brewery in, in that auto shop. I've been to both, uh, and they're both they are both fun places to go. And their food is really fantastic, and their beer is great too. So that was my uh, my other honorable mention that I really enjoy. So Chris. Um, we had some listeners chime in, and we already talked about a few uh, yeah. with Jeff Seiler. Uh, Mike Allen also agreed that that Amari, whatever <laughs> it was, also good. But why don't you go ahead yeah. and read off uh, what our listeners, a couple, a few of our listeners have chimed in about? Sure. So Jeremy Garrison, he he spoke up and he said that uh, Bear Island Brewing, Boise Brewing, and Bridgeport Brewing were three of his favorite. Uh, B or breweries that started with a B. Uh, Mike Allen also chimed in with Burial Brewing. We talked a little bit about that. And then Tara Carlson, she had a handful oh, yeah. of them as well. She's got quite a bit of which is Which is good, <laughs> yeah. So Tara, uh, she talked about Bissell Brothers in Portland, Maine. She said, I, I love the beer, but did not find the tap room very yeah. fun. Okay, well, just as long as the beer was good. Um, brew dog love the jet black heart and the tap room in Franklinton, Ohio, Bolton landing near Lake George, their new England IPA was so good. I downloaded untapped in the tasting room and joined up just so I could give them a five cap rating. And that's where it all started for Tara right at Bolton landing near Lake George. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Cause Denny, do you remember when you first downloaded untapped? Yeah, I do remember. And, uh, what were you doing? 
Well, so it's interesting is I learned about Untapped from another podcast. Okay. And uh, and the podcast was Knuckle Knuckleball Podcast with mm-hmm. Sean Freeman. And he was uh, he had mentioned that this that you know that uh, that there's new app that was uh, logging beers, and I said, "Oh, that sounds great. Let me check it out." So I downloaded it in 2011, October of 2011. So the same day, I think we, I don't, I might have even been on the podcast that that time. I can't remember the details, but I might have been on the podcast with him when he mentioned it, and then I went and downloaded that same day, and so I think it was like October 11th. 2011 or October Jeez, 15th or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. It was my first, I downloaded it and I checked into my first beer like the same night. Um, but yeah, that's how I learned about untapped. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's, it's funny. Cause I remember exactly when I downloaded it too, because I was at, I was at the giant Eagle market district mm-hmm. where I, my, my buddy art Warcheck mm-hmm. is the beer buyer there at that grocery store and the guy attending bar, his name was Josh and Josh, um, I don't know if he still works there or not, but I was, I said, Hey, could, could you step over that way a little bit? I'm trying to read the, what the, the names and the breweries of the beers that I just ordered. Cause I ordered a flight and he goes, Oh, you, uh, you're going to log those on untapped. And I went, <laughs> what? On, on, on what? <laughs> and he goes on untapped, you know, the, the beer app. And I was like, there's a beer app. And he goes, yeah, it's, you know, you tracks all your beers and you can check into different locations. And I was like, Oh, re- really? It tracks my beers for me. Yeah, t- Absolutely. And I downloaded it that night. I believe my first check-in was in like 2015, mm. give or take. Um, I know, such a child. No, 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 it's um, fine. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'm just messing with you. I've been, uh, actually, you know, now that I say that, I, I'm pretty sure it was 2011. Let me check. <laughs> Tara said, isn't it funny how we all remember our first oh. time? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> October 1st, 2011. That's when I did my first. That was my first. So yeah, it's been, so I've been doing, I've been on a tag. How come I didn't get an anniversary tag for my 10th year? Because they don't really care about you. I guess not. I'm not not important to Untapped anymore. That's okay. (laughs) I'm going to tag them in this case. Screw them. uh, um, And um, Baxter Brewing, this is from Tara, Baxter Brewing in Lewiston, Maine. Bright Ideas in North Adams, Massachusetts. What a great town. Yeah. Well, there we go. There's our B breweries. Thank you, everyone, for sharing your favorite breweries. And Chris and I have some great breweries that we share with you. If you want to continue this conversation, then write, let us know what your favorite breweries are that start with a B, and we will continue to uh, mention them on the show so other listeners can find them as well. Okay, Chris, one last segment before we get this show you know, over, I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about our new and early beer. Um, I'm going to go first. Go Is that okay? Um, yes. This, these are left over from last show because we ran so long last show, we didn't talk about them. I added... Yeah, I didn't even get into my new ones. Uh, yeah, I had one extra one from my ones before, and I have one more I'll talk about, maybe, okay. maybe not. Go for so, it. So uh, it's funny that uh, Tara mentioned Brewdog's Jet Black Heart because yeah. that's on my list right here. Uh, Brew Dogs Nitro. This is the Nitro version. I, I don't know if Tara had it on Nitro when she was there, but this is uh, came in a can, and it had a widget, not the same widget that uh, um, that uh, Guinness uses. This one's like was uh, is attached to the bottom of the can, and when you pop it and you pour it, 
it literally is the perfect cascading. Like it's just like you poured it in a nitrogen uh, tap. I mean, incredible. I wish I would have videotaped it. It was so fantastically poured. It looked like a, a regular nitro beer. This is their jet black heart vanilla oatmeal milk stout. Um, I, you know what? Shoot, I guess I should probably uh, look at my own task so I can read off what I said here. But uh, I gave it a five-cap rating because, and again, I am not a huge milk stout fan, but when the milk stout is done right, and I feel that I don't like nitro beers either because I, I in my mind, they tend to mute the flavors, and so you don't get a really good character like especially stouts you you lose that roastiness but with milk stouts i don't mind it because it gives you that more creamy like you know milky flavor or character so i don't mind it too bad um and what was nice is that this one wasn't muted with the flavor as well so here's what i said i said this canned nitro vanilla oatmeal stout is damn good perfect presentation of a nitro beer with cascading bubbles creamy head that stays and super smooth mouthfeel. I don't usually like nitro, but this is an exception. And this is from my buddy Alex. Now, this is interesting, right? I, my buddy Alex from Israel comes to Boise, brings me beer from, uh, you know, from Scotland, I guess. is probably closest that they get them in, in Israel. But I, I got this beer from Israel. Um, and it's a fantastic beer. Five cap rating. I mean, truly... Um, if you guys have a chance to get this BrewDog Nitro Jet Black Heart, um, grab it. It is a fantastic representation of of a nitro beer and uh, of a very nice milk stout with oatmeal and vanilla. <laughs> okay, the next one is another. Uh, I mentioned Von Ebert Brewing out of Portland. They're starting to distribute a few of their beers here in the area, and I told everyone I wanted to drink more of their beers, and I had a chance to drink their Perception Shift. Japanese rice lager. And I'm trying to find that one now. Um, and this beer is is also fantastic. I gave this one a five cap rating. I have a few five cap ratings in this uh session. If I can just find the damn beer. Okay, so what I said here is wow, what a fantastic, clean, light, refreshing lager with a delicate, subtle herbal flavor. Love this beer. Five cap rating. So Von Ebert, so far, um, you know, two noteworthy beers out of two beers I've had out there. So uh, really, really good stuff. Next one is from Boulevard Brewing. And this is one I added f- just from this last week. And this one's called the Magic Drip. It's a barrel-aged, weeded imperial stout with Colombian coffee. And I'll tell you what, um, this beer was done perfectly with it's an imperial stout with wheat in there to give it a little bit extra body. And the coffee flavor is just, ooh, I'm burping up all this beer, is just enough to give you the character of a, of a lightly roasted Colombian coffee, but without the bitterness at all. It's so good. I Here's what I said about it. Wow. This really hits a spot. Nice, mellow coffee flavor with a thick, full mouthfeel and notes of chocolate to finish off. Uh, very pleasantly, the whiskey on the nose is a bit on uh, is on the nose, and with a bit in the finish as well. This beer is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's thirteen point five percent, and I'm, I said no way. Oh no, there's no way you would ever guess 
this beer was 13.5%. It has zero like hot heat to it. Um, five cap rating. Beer is fantastic. I mean, Magic Drip. I mean, uh, another five cap rating beer there. Uh, and the last two, I'll... No, I have... Yeah, last two. I have two more. Um, both from North Coast Brewing. I've mentioned North Coast Brewing a number of times, right? I've done some videos on them. I, I love North Coast. They do Old Rasputin. And they also do Old Rasputin versions, anniversary versions. I got two of them. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Bourbon Barrel-Aged Old Rasputin 23. And this one um, is, all I said on here is delicious. It's basically their Old Rasputin with a bourbon barrel, and it's done really well, four and a half cap rating. Um, and then the other one I had was the Old Rasputin Whiskey Barrel, Rye Whiskey Barrel Aged 23. And this one I said, uh, on this, it's, uh, our, oh, this smells so good. Love to see these small bottle versions. Again, the old anniversary ones used to be in bigger bottles. Um, they were selling these like 16.9 ounce bottles for, you know, $20 or whatever. And now they sell these small 12 ounce bottles for like $5, $4.99 or something like that, $5 for a 12 ounce bottle, which I think is a really good deal compared to what I was paying for the 16.9. Um, I, 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 I'll gladly pay four, four to $5 for a 12 ounce bottle. Um, small bottle versions, big bourbon aroma. Uh, while the flavor is not as strong with some vanilla and molasses as well, uh, it's well-balanced and great flavor. So, oh, wait, that was, oh, that was the regular one. Hold on. What did I read the other one? <laughs> oh, the whiskey one, I just said it is delicious. So there you go. I've got uh, four and a half cap rating for that one as well. So there's my beers. How about you, Chris? What are your new, new and early beers for this week? Yeah, so new and noteworthy beers. I had one from Firestone Walker. It was uh, their Velvet Merkin from 2019. Uh, so it's a, I guess we both had milk stouts. Oh, nice. Um, so a bourbon barrel aged uh, milk stout from Firestone Walker. Uh, this was a five cap rating. Um, it was that first sip, even when it was still kind of cold out of the fridge. Uh, and as it warmed up, oh my gosh, it just got so much better, but it was so smooth. It's been, it's been, you know, it sat in a barrel for, I don't know how long, probably six to 12 months. And then, you know, it's been in a bottle since 2019. Mm. So it had another two, two years to just sit and mellow and chill out and everything melded together <laughs> so well. Um, it was super, super easy to drink. No, you know, no roasty bitterness or anything like that. No super hot, uh, you know, alcohol notes or anything. Um, just all around amazing, amazing beer. I'm so glad I was able to get a hold of this. Um, and the second one is going to be from Drecker Brewing out of uh, North Dakota. It's called The Mother of the Ruler of the World. Wow. And for our Ghostbuster fans, that would be Vigo, right? <laughs> um, so this beer, uh, I had its, I guess, sibling the other day too. But this beer was a, it was a barrel-aged stout. It was, you know, uh, I want to say it was, you know, vanilla and marshmallow. Mm. It was kind of, it was pastry stout, um, but nothing super sweet that was like, oh, wow, I can only drink 
half of this 375 milliliter bottle. Um, but just very, very well done beer. I gave it a four cap rating. Um, just, I guess the velvet Merkin spoiled me. Yeah. Which was a five <laughs> so, cap rating, which is nice. Yeah. Which, but everything I've been having that I've had from Drecker has been just phenomenal. And of course it was, it was ghostbuster mm-hmm. themed. Yeah. Right? It was ghostbuster themed. And then, um, a couple of days ago, I had a beer from Drecker called something like the only thing that would never destroy us. <laughs> Stay Puff Marshmallow mm. Man. It was a barrel aged imperial with, marshmallow. with marshmallows and <laughs> granola and some other cool stuff in it. Of some, yeah, something that can never, ever destroy us is what it was called. And man, that one, that one was great, too. That one actually. Yeah, that one was four and a half mm. caps. I didn't even put nice. that in there, but um but drecker not only are they putting out some really they're putting out good everything oh good ipas sours they're making the smoothie smoothie beers too which eh, i can do without <laughs> but their their stouts are pretty good pretty damn good too nice so, nice but that's uh that's new and noteworthy beers for me now it's time to go ahead and close out the show before we do that we always want to give a chance to raise a glass and give a uh, cheers to so of our listeners, so or peoples, so Chris, or people, who would you like to raise your glass to tonight? So I want to raise a glass to the folks over at Urban South Brewing, uh, specifically the the couple that was pouring beer at the little badass beer fest. Kristen and Jeremy, uh, come to find out, they got married three weeks oh. ago, and they and Urban South is based out of New Orleans, Louisiana, and they were here pouring beer. Um, from what I understand, Kristen has worked there, uh, a little longer than Jeremy has. Jeremy's been there for a few weeks mm. and from what I understand now, fair warning, I was, I'd had a yeah, few beers, a few tasters. Okay? <laughs> um, I'm pretty certain that they told me that the owner of urban South sent them both on this trip as like a, Hey, congratulations on your wedding. So not only did they get to come to Tampa, pour some beers at an event. They were just super energetic, super excited about the beer. They poured us some great beers. One was a cucumber lime goza, Mm. which was super refreshing, nice and tart, uh, great beer to drink. Um, But also too, they were just super friendly. We had a great conversation with them and talked to them, got to know them a little bit. Um, But cheers to you guys. Uh, Congratulations on, uh, on your wedding what three weeks ago cheers yeah. uh, cheers to you guys yeah, young couple um and, yeah and uh denny who would you like to raise a glass to this evening well first off i want to raise a glass to our patreon toast of the evening that's going to johan halberg cheers to you johan thank you for your patronage and then uh honestly you know uh, thanksgiving is coming up next week and we didn't do like a traditional thanksgiving you know what to drink or whatever because you know what that gets old We'd rather do what's your favorite bee breweries. But I just want to raise my glass to all of our listeners out there. Uh, thank you for, you know, having us uh, in your ears every week, every two weeks. Uh, and I hope you guys all have a, a very uh, wonderful Thanksgiving. We're Chris and I are thankful for all of you, all of you and all of your interactions. And uh, well, we just want you to have a good, you know, good holiday. So cheers. Cheers to that. And of course, being a former serviceman, I want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service and return home safely to your families. And 
you know, Veterans Day came and passed uh, between shows, but uh, I'm wearing my uh, U.S. Submarine Service uh, T-shirt here and honoring uh, all the veterans out there. So, again, cheers to all the veterans. And, Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a toast out to our sponsor. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality, they screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. Yeah, now it's almost the end of 2021. So I, I know. It's because we were procrastinating. Is this our so last much. Brewer Shirts? Uh, this, this is, is it. This is, this is it. This is the end. Yeah. We're done with Brewer Shirts. We need another sponsor. Better get on that, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some downtime I have at work. Yeah, I'll, downtime. Yeah. All right. Well, you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned in the show in the show notes located on the show post at taptocraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter. If I'm bad mouthing <laughs> your organization for horrible service at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or you can always find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK one, three, four, five. And of course you can always act, interact with us on everything social at tap the craft. All right, it's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend, of course, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And just as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. All right. I'm noticing a little bit of uh, whatever internet uh, bobbles with you. I don't know if you guys are busy downloading a bunch of YouTube videos or anything. No, it it actually should be cleared up now. Now it's cleared up. It should be. You turned off. You turned off the porn. I left up. I turned the porn off. It's not appropriate to be watching. That damn porn hub, man. It takes up all your bandwidth. It does. It sucks up so much. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now back to the show. Mm. All right, it is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. <laughs> Such a lady. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Good night, Mike. Mike, just uh, tell us good night. All right. Let me finish this off. Uh, That's all, folks.